Everybody, this is Ryan here with the power of helping people. Boy, do I got an special guest for you today. Um, you know, the power of helping people here is our mission here is to help one individual per day. And you know what? Every time I say that, it just wows me. I get goosebumps. We do, we help people every single day. That's my mission is to help one individual every single day. So, boy, do we have a special guest here. Uh, I'm going to introduce him, I'm going to bring him up here, but First, I want to, you know, go a little bit about, uh, you know, the details of him and where we met and how 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 much impact this guy's had in my life. Uh, today, I'm going to be uh, having uh, Brian Hess for episode nine in the Power of Helping People, and uh, we'll tell a little bit about him. And he's actually the CEO of the Pavement Group. He's owner and president of the Top Contracting School. He's president of Lead Revenue soon to be author that we're going to be going into detail later on in this podcast. Also, he lives in Pittsburgh and he's happily married and he has several kids. So we're going to go into detail on those two. But I want to welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the way he introduced me to his podcast. Here is Brian Hess. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. Great, great. Uh, Warm introduction there. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You know what? I just wanted to say I appreciate you being here. And, you know, I'm excited to actually go through everything because, you know, you you have a, a podcast called the uh, basically The Morning Perspective. And, you know, for the last year and a half, I've been really focused on actually seeing that every single day. And boy, has this impacted my life. But first and foremost, I want to go into uh, a definition, okay? And we're going to go into a definition, and this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to dive in deep with this. It's the definition of an intentional. Intentional is done on purpose or deliberate, okay? And so I would like you to give me your perspective on being intentional, and how do you feel about being intentional? Man, great question. Let's just jump right into it here, huh? <laughs> just go, just just go right into it. And the reason why I said that is because I think with you doing morning perspective, uh, you brought so much intention to my life, and and so I I want to see your perspective on intention because a lot of us are missing that. You know, we get up, we do the same morning things every single day. We don't have any direction. We don't have any purpose. So give me your intentions on how you you know, every single day, because obviously since the last year and a half, I've actually been watching the morning perspective. My intentions every single day have gotten better and better. So why don't you enlighten us a little bit about, you know, your intentions and, you know, how you feel about that? Uh, I think it's such a great question, man. And it's something, you know, I've never uh, really spent a whole lot of time thinking about the power of intention. You know, I, I, I talk a lot about being intentional, things like that, but if I look at, you know, kind of w- the way that I analyze people's lives and the way that, you know, if I'm coaching somebody or helping somebody or somebody asks me for advice, it's one of the key things that I look for is like, you know, how aware are they, right? And, and awareness raises your intentions. You know, the more aware you become of yourself, whether it's your language or your actions or your routines, 
and and I believe that you know intentions to me being intentional is attached to you know what I refer to as playing offense, right? Like you know when when you're being intentional, you are owning the day. The day is not owning you. And you know for me, <clears throat> creating that routine in my life, creating the patterns in which I operate has made me very intentional, has made me show up every day uh, in, in a way that I was unable to do before. And so it raised the awareness of when I'm being reactive. So, and, and I think this is really important for people to, to know is that if you are not being intentional, if you are not playing offense, if you're not planning out what it is that you're going to do every day, it is almost impossible for you to make the amount of progress that you are capable of making without having a plan to do so, right? And, and I see so many people, you know, when people ask me for advice, I'll ask them a few questions. And I see so many people that don't realize how unintentional they are, you know, just how, how much they're going through life taking days as they come. And that allows us the opportunity to make excuses. It allows us the opportunity to take our foot off the gas. Uh, it validates our excuses to a large degree. And I think that as you become more intentional and as you realize what you're really capable of, you know, that requirement to be intentional increases by the day, right? Like you're trying to find a way to become more intentional, you know? And so if you're currently 50% on offense and 50% on defense, well, if you can get that to 80% on offense and then you find a way to get it to 90, man, you're finding more of what your actual potential is because, you know, living, living a life of intentionality to me is where it all starts. You know, when you are doing things intentional every single day and you're, you're executing on the plan, that is what makes the biggest difference. I think, I think too, is, is in, and then we talk about this all the time and we're, we're part of a group together called the inner circle group that you actually coach. And uh, it's been really impactful for me, but I think the biggest thing is, is, is four years ago, there was no intention for me. So like when I started getting intention, like me, what I mean by intentional is, is planning out your day before, planning out your day a week before, pl planning those things that you can fill your schedule with so you can be intentional with people. Now, waking up in the morning, and I know you do this a lot, is, is you wake up, the first thing you do is you pray. And I, I truly believe that's intention. We put him first. We actually put him first. And so our day goes smoothly and gracefully, and we go with gratitude. So we have these routines. So the next, the next question I wanted to ask you into that segue is how do you feel about you being intentional? How has it impacted your life and the way you, the last several years of your life and, and your career, the way it's going right now? Yeah, it's, it's been incredible, man. And I, I think that's, that's the lesson for everybody, you know, is when you study people and you see that those people that are doing the things that, you know, you may want to do, or they're at the level of success that you want to achieve and you start to see you know, success leaves clues, as they say, and you start to see that those people are being intentional. That's really what triggered it for me is I, I saw just how these people were operating from a place of, you know, being intentional, you know, making the decisions on where they were going to go and taking no prisoners when it came to getting there and, and, you know, really waking up every day doing it. 
And so for me, man, over the past few years, learning how to be more disciplined, learning how to be more intentional, learning how to use my time better. And, and, you know, to top all of that off in all honesty, man, learning how to say no to things. That's a very difficult thing. The more you like to help people, the harder it is to say no. Uh, and it, you know, the more that you want to say yes to everything and the more you say yes to everything, the less you're actually doing, uh, to serve others, right? You have to do those things that are actually in alignment with the mission and the purpose that you have. Uh, and when things don't serve you, you have to get very comfortable, uh, saying no. And so for me over the past handful of years, man, I, I think I shared this with you the other day, you know, from a results standpoint. Uh, everything I'm involved in, every company I'm, in, uh, I'm an owner in has multiplied. Uh, my own personal income and results have multiplied. And, you know, above all of that, man, the fulfillment that I have in my life and the way that I feel every day has multiplied exponentially. And, and so, you know, I think that that's the one thing that, that not enough people talk about is like, what does it actually feel? You know, the scoreboard is easy to say, well, we're more successful financially or the company has grown or this or that. Um, but when I can look into this camera and tell you like, dude, I wake up every day and I literally live what used to be a dream to me, you know, to be able to have people like you in my life, have businesses that are successful, be able to watch people, you know, just, just explode their own lives that work for us. Uh, people in the inner circle multiplying their businesses and to be able to be surrounded by that. Like it literally gives me chills, man, to, to know that at one point, man, all of those things that I just described, they were just ideas in my head, you know, and, and it was taking the time to think those things through creating a strategy and a plan around them, uh, watching that plan get destroyed at times and rebuilding it from scratch. Oh yeah. Um, it, it takes perseverance, intentionality and all of that. But I, I will tell you this, man, if, if anybody out there is listening that has had dreams that they haven't chased after um, recalibrate and go after it again, man, because, you know, for me, like I said, the feeling of waking up every day, man, and getting to do what it is that you all really always wanted to do, impacting people, uh, having a great team, building companies. It's, it's, it's literally like a dream come true. And, and for me, uh, that's, that's above everything else. It's like the fulfillment, you know, getting, getting to see my kids, you know, the, at the level that I do and the amount of time that I do. And, you know, often I think about this, like, <clears throat> they get to watch their dad as they're growing up. They get to watch their dad like genuinely having the time of his life. And, and that is uh, something that you, you can't put a dollar figure on, man. You can't, you can't acquire that in a period of time. You just know that you can get there. But when I can sit back and look at, you know, the life that I have, uh, the people I'm surrounded by, it, it is literally, man, I, I feel like the most blessed guy in the world. So, so when we met uh, about almost two years ago and you came to my office, I could sense, you know, when you came in, there was just a, a amazing presence. And so when you came in, you, you, you came into my office and you said, here, I'm going to help you. And I believe, truly believe that you know, and we talk about this all the time is, is people are who they hang out with, you know, the top five people. 
So when we hang out with 13 or 16 people in the inner circle, I feel like it's overwhelming all the time, meaning like I'm in a room of greatness. And even when we were in the top contractor, uh, you know, inner circle retreat this past in Fort Lauderdale, we were talking, you know, about how much, you know, greatness was in that room, how I felt. I felt like I was on a cloud floating because there was just so much positivity in the room. And we always say positive breeds positivity. And I say that to my kids every morning. I say, go to school and be positive. Positive be Positivity breeds positive. You know, so when you go to school, you want to be positive. So if somebody's being negative, just pour in that positive. So, you know, I think personally, when you started this thing, it was so much intentionality. And when I was talking, and I told you this before the conversation, I had a bunch of questions for you. And I literally threw it in the trash. I said, you know what, I have to be intentional in this conversation. And I reached out to Jay Duran, and he gave me the answer that I wanted. And it might not have been the answer most people wanted. But it was the answer that I was looking for because I truly was not prepared because I wanted more intentionality in this interview. So that's why I said the first question of, hey, intentionality is key in this world. Because if we get up every single day and we just get out of bed and we scroll Facebook and we do this and we do that, and then we feel empty when we go to work or we're mad because we had no intention to start the day off the right way, the way we're supposed to be starting off. So you, I just want to personally thank you because when I started this group with you and I, when I met you the, for the first time, I saw the intentionality in you. And I knew that if I put intentionality in my life, I would excel the way I'm excelling, not only for my, myself, but my family, my, my business and my people that are, I call my family at work because they see the intentionality in me now. And when I go to work, it's not just going to work. It's going to work to make a difference in every single individual. And that's the intentionality that we need to bring up in this world. And that's why we're going to change lives is because when the more intentionality and the more intentional you are every single day, the more people you're going to impact on a day-to-day basis. So yeah. I let truly me, believe. Let me, let me flip the interview on you for a second there and ask yeah. you, how, do, how does that feel? Dude, it's amazing. Like put it, put it to words. Like what does it feel like every day? to know that you get to go up, you, you get to get up because of your own decisions and your own yeah. intentionality and you get to live and impact people at that level. How does it feel? It, again, goosebumps. If you could see me right now, I have goosebumps because when you help individuals, it sends, a, it sends an endorphin in your head that says you're helping somebody and it gives you a high. And so my life right now is on cloud nine. We talked about, we talk about this all the time is you, I feel like I'm, I'm high on life right now because when I wake up, there's no hitting the snooze. There's no, I'm tired. There's, I am, I have intentions to get out there. This morning I ran two and a half miles with a 22 pound white vest on. And it was just, it, I was smiling the whole time. So it's like, before I would have been like, there's no way I'm doing this. I, I, oh, you got to make me do it or I got to do this or I got to do that. No, it's strictly intentional. So when I go every single day and like you ask that question is I feel great. I feel amazing. I feel alive. I feel like I'm reborn again. And not only am I, you know, you say this all the time, being present is the best present. I feel like I'm more in intentional with my kids now. So now I can pour into them as much as I can. And I think that's more like, of the, 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 the power of helping people is helping your kids get to where you want them to be, to be leaders. 
So, you know, oh, it's, just, that, it's just dude. an amazing feeling. And, and, and I wanted to get, I wanted to go into this a little bit because I just, it just, I was sitting in bed last night and, and I told you, I stayed up a very late last night doing this because I just scratched everything. And I just want to personally thank Jay Duran for that, because if he wouldn't have did that, I would have been a hypocrite, you know? And he said it. He said, you'd been a hypocrite if you didn't do the enough research. So I wanted to do intentional. So my next question is pretty powerful. I want you to give me your perspective on all the things that you are going on in this world today, or basically what's going on in this world today. How is your faith and how has it grown with all your, you know, your perspective? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, number one, great question. Uh, you know, it it's... It's the perspective that people need, uh, in in my opinion, is, you know, for me, you know, and I said this on the call we were on last night, but like, you know, faith is that center, you know, of, of where you go. And, and we find ourselves leaning on faith in the most difficult scenarios. And, and much of what's been going on in the world, you know, last year, this year, all the controversy, all of the division, all the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, it, it's faith that makes that all clear to me, right? That, that I can cut through and cut through the noise and I can, you know, really see what's, what's going on in people, you know, what's going on with people. And for me, what faith has done in these scenarios, man, is it has allowed me to lean into what I used to lean away from and, you know, lean into those conversations with people that might, might completely have a different opinion of me. They might completely, you know, have a completely different position, perspective, anything on whatever, whatever scenario it is, whatever issue it is. Uh, you know, I, I just, there was just a podcast release that I did an interview on the, the Simone Biles uh, removing herself from the Olympics. That was controversial and people kind of take their sides. And I think what's important for us to remember and what, what I have learned by, you know, staying centered on faith, like really spending enough quiet time every day to ask God for the guidance to give me clarity on these things is that regardless of how much somebody disagrees with you, how different their views are, how, you know, how much you might think they're crazy in a moment because of their views. Faith allows us to pursue the actual answer that's inside of that. Like, why do they feel that way? Why is their position what it is? And I think that, you know, as the world starts to understand the need for understanding each other, the need for probing into those scenarios that are in a lot of ways, man, it's, it's, we're taught to avoid conflict. And, you know, when you lean into that conflict and you allow, you know, your faith to really be the center of that, to guide you, you're going to come from a place of care, a place of love, a place of genuinely trying to understand people, having genuine curiosity of how somebody thinks, like, how did they come to this conclusion? And so over that period of time, man, I've been able to gain massive perspective. Uh, I've been able to reason with the unreasonable. 
make people see things uh, that maybe they didn't see. And in the process, man, I've learned a lot myself because I've been able to understand things that in the past I would have never understood, man. I would have cast that person off. I would have blocked them on social media. I would have, you know, just distanced them from my life. And that is a huge step, man. Like being able to do that in your life, being able to be in the presence of people that actually just completely disagree with you and have real conversation. To me, that is the dream of what America is all about. You know, what our country and our world is all about. Uh, if you go to the spiritual side of things, you know, those people that don't believe what we believe, uh, you know, the Bible says those people are our mission field. They're not our enemy. You know, those people are the ones that we need to bring in closer. And I think that's a lesson for the world right now is that, you know, those people that see things differently from you, try to learn something from them. You know, ha have a genuine curiosity for those things that you don't understand. And as you do that, and as you educate yourself through these conflicts, um, you will you will find a different level of your faith for multiple reasons. Sometimes out of concern, you know, you leave some of these conversations and you are genuinely concerned about how somebody could come to the conclusions they come to. Uh, but either way, it's it's all centered and based in in faith. And so for me, man, you know, it, it's strange to say this because it wasn't always the case in my life, but like faith has become just the fabric of who I am. Like, I don't have to really think about it anymore. You know, like I, there's not, there's not a lot of like, man, I, I really spend a lot of time trying to understand this. Like I read scripture every day. Uh, I try to pour the word into my heart and soul every single day so that, you know, I am armored up for this world that we live in, you know, and, and I believe that doing that and leaning into faith and asking God for the answers uh, and asking God for guidance has put me in the scenarios to really be able to see through a lot of the things that, um, you know, people may have a tough time seeing through, tough time being part of those conversations that are uncomfortable. But I think the more we're, we're comfortable being uncomfortable with each other and having those conversations, that's how the world becomes a better place and how we all understand each other better. You know what's really good about that is is, is we, we we do need to listen as a world to everybody. You know, there's, everybody has opinions, but we learn from those opinions. And I think truly, like a lot of us, even, even in, and I hate to say it, even myself, is, and you even said it too, is, is we blocked it out before because we just ignored it. And it's almost like we embrace it now. We're intentional on in how we listen to it. We're intentional how we do things. Uh, and, and I love listening to people that have different opinions. And it's not a debate. It's not an argument. It's not a thing. It's just actually listening and actually taking their opinion and then sharing my opinion and having a conversation. It's not an argument. It's not a fight. It's not, we're not going to go, you know, 12 rounds. We're just, we're literally sitting there and we're just being humans and trying to learn from one another. And we might, we just might learn from each other and have a better bond because we're not not we're never 100% right the only the only true person in this in this world that's always right is god and so he has our back so when we make mistakes when we do things and and, and we don't listen to people or we don't do things and we judge or we hate or do, he he's watching us do that and 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 we sin every single day but 
but what I've done the last four years, and I'm sure you have too, is, is, is we put our, we put our number one into faith and we put it our number one into God and how, how awesome and how great has your life been? I mean, it's just me personally, since I devoted my whole life to faith and God, it's, it's literally went a million times farther than I ever thought I would ever be at. And I feel that I can see that in you too, because when you wake up every single morning and you pray and I see you on morning perspective, there's a, there's a light about you. You know, there's a light saying, I just got done. I'm in a great mood. Let's go do this. Let's impact some people. So uh, you talked about our call last night and I'm going to go into that a little bit. Uh, Brian, you know, I've been, I've been praying really hard the last several months and, and uh, I've actually reached out to a couple people and I was looking for a, a men's prayer group. And Brian's like, you got to get into this warrior of Christ group. Great people, great guys. And I said, you know what? I would love to be a part of that. And Brian, Brian gave a, you know, analogy last night that I want him to really go into. It was basically the lighthouse versus the tugboat. And I really want you to go into that story. So if you have to bring it up real quick, I, I got a couple minutes, but I really seriously was so impacted last night and it, it literally blew my mind of the analogy. So I want everybody else to hear this because I've never heard of the, the analogy of that, but I've always heard the light, but I've always, I've, I've never heard the tugboat. So why don't you share that with our guests? Because, you know, it's such an impactful story. And I, and then when I went to bed last night and I was sitting there thinking of questions, I'm like, this is a question that Brian's got to answer because if it impacted me as much as that, it's going to impact a ton of you guys watching and listening. So why don't you share that lighthouse versus the tugboats, uh, you know, story? Yeah. So the 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 concept is, you know, a, a lighthouse and a tugboat. Uh, ultimately, they have the same task that they're trying to accomplish. You know, they they serve the same purpose, which is, you know, they're they're both, you know, trying to lead ships safely into the port. Uh, you know, but the way that they do it is very different. You know, one, uh, a tugboat is pulling and pushing and using a lot of force to try to um, drag this ship into the place that it wants it to go. And a lighthouse, you know, does the same thing. It serves the same purpose. It, it creates a path for a ship to be able to, you know, find its way into the port. Um, and, and so the analogy that I used last night is that, uh, you know, ever, ever since I came across that analogy, I always told myself like, man, I, I never want to be a tugboat. You know, I, I genuinely want to be a lighthouse where I can shine the light and I can help, you know, people find their way safely into the port. Um, but I don't want to push and I don't want to pull. I want to, I want to be the light in the darkness that people can look to. Um, I want to be that person that when somebody needs something, uh, I am, I am the person that they think of to call, uh, to reach out to, to, you know, whether it's to be an ear or to be a voice or to be, um, just a person in their life that they know they can, you know, they know they can count on. And, you know, when you think about that analogy, those two things, man, uh, that you, you can almost point to people that, you know, are in leadership positions or in positions in your life, maybe the way that you parent. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, how we live is the example 
uh, and is the lighthouse. And, and that's what I was sharing with everybody last night is, you know, you can say a lot of things and you can, you know, put out there and you can teach people, you know, what you know. And, and I'm very passionate about doing that. But what I've come to be most passionate about as I've gotten older is really being that example, not being a hypocrite and, and trying to live out the things that I teach and to be, you know, to be a lighthouse is the example of what I want to be, right? I, I want to be that, that person that is there and standing firm, always reliable, light always shining. And uh, I hope I hope that somebody out there listening thinks the same thing and thinks like, man, you know, maybe, maybe I've been a little bit too much of a tugboat and I've been trying to convince people, you know, to, to come my way, right? I've been trying to pull people in my direction. And I promise you, man, if you shift that to just, just shining the light and being a good example, you know, you're going to find yourself surrounded by the people like we are and, and, you know, look at your life and just be thankful that, you know, you've got a lot of the right people around you. You know, you, you're, you're attracting the right ships, those ships that want to make it in and want to, you know, dock in your port uh, and, and want to hang out and want to spend time. And those people that want to help others, they're going to attract together, you know, and, and, uh, that analogy, man, is a powerful one because I think, you know, so often in life we get frustrated not realizing that we're being a tugboat when our intention is really to be a lighthouse. And, you know, I was a, I was a tugboat four years ago. I mean, I was uh, at the point of, you know, I was drinking every day. I, I had to, I had to literally let it go, you know, and, and, and just get rid of all the bad and the, and the, and the things that I thought were, were good weren't. So I was that tugboat. And so when I released that tugboat and sunk it and I started being that, that light first, I was a little nightlight. I, I started out a little nightlight and then I worked up to a lamp and then I worked up and then I worked up. And now, now I feel like I have to be that person that, you know, when there's a haunted house or there's a concert going, I want to be those big lights in the sky. And I want to say, Hey, I'm over here. See me come here. I'm going to help you. I want to help you. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to help you. And that's what I truly, when I, when you told me that story is, is I personally look to be the light for everybody. And if it, there might be some days that it's, it's, it's little, it's shining little, but there's, there's other days that it's like, Hey, I'm over here. Everybody come on, let's go. You got to go. You're going to, Hey, if you want to get on my ship, we're going there. We're going places. Let's go. And that's why I kind of, that the last four years, that's what I've done with my business is is I personally said, hey, jump on my back. I will carry you through this. If you're a tugboat, I'm throwing the tugboat and we're sinking it, but I'm going to carry you to the light. And I truly believe that. And I, that's why when you said that analogy, I was blown away last night because that is why I wanted to join a prayer group is because those little insights that impact people and tell that story, what you just did right now is, is there's going to be a lot of people that say, holy shit, excuse my French, I'm a tugboat. I need to get out of it. I need to sink it. I need to make it. I need to be intentional now. I need to be a light and I, I need to guide people to the light. And I need to be that example, that lead, that great father, that father that I haven't been. I got to be present. I got to be that person that's going to change and impact thousands. But you know yeah. what? My mission is just one. We just got to do it one a day. 
I think, man, if that story impacts anybody, uh, it is likely the way that it impacted me, the way that it impacted you, it impacts you because you immediately recognize the spots in your life where you've been a tugboat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you've been something you didn't want to be. Uh, you recognize how frustrated you were in those moments of like, and by the way, the person on the other side is just as frustrated as you are, right? Like, you know, and, and you think like, man, all I needed to do was just be a good example. You know, all I needed to do was just be me, you know, and be that example of what exactly I, I know I need. And dude, none of us are perfect. You know, like we're, we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to try our best to be the lighthouse all the time. And dude, sure as shit, every once in a while, you're going to get sucked into being the tugboat. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you can remind yourself by that story and it's such a vivid uh visualization of of how it's supposed to be versus how we operate sometimes that it's it's a great reminder and it has been for me for a long time and and you know as the years pass it just gets clearer and clearer that you know the way that I want to live the rest of my life uh is just just shining that light man and letting those people that that really want to find the light uh, make their way towards it. The funny thing is, is, is when I was sitting there is it's all going back to intentionality. It's all going in. Everything's circled because we're literally going in that circle because now we're so intentional on in how we do things. So we are not that tugboat. Like I don't, I don't want to be that tugboat when I'm that tugboat. I'm, I'm literally pushing junk around. That's what I feel like. So um, I got another, you know, we, we talked a little bit, you know, I sent you a message last night. I think you even put it in the morning perspective. I was going back and I was, I was really just looking at a lot of your podcasts and I was at episode 209 and it said the title was pray first, not last. And so I want to dive into that because we, 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 we discuss a lot of those things and, you know, and you really explain it really well on your podcast. So it, it, it's, it's, it's that intention on to pray first. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, one of those things that I try to live by in my life. You know, uh, the easiest way to look at it or explain, you know, that concept of pray first, not last, is that, you know, most people find God uh, when they're at their worst. You know, most people, uh, you know, wait until something bad happens and they and they ask for God. You know, God, please help me. And that is a common thing for, you know, I think a lot of people, I don't know what percentage of people find God that way. You know, uh, there's a lot of people end up in incarcerated uh, and they find God uh, inside the walls of a prison. And so for me, I've always, you know, kind of told myself is that, you know, the first thing that we want to do is to pray, ask for guidance, you know, to ask for that direction, to allow ourselves to be guided by that what I refer to as the North compass that's in all of us. Right. And when, when we're able to be guided by that, when we pray first and we ask for that guidance and we make our way through life, we find ourselves in a lot of great places, you know, and we find ourselves with all the wisdom necessary to do things that are well beyond what we as human beings are actually capable of. Uh, you know, when you were talking earlier, you know, I, I look at my life and I think like, dude, there's no way I pulled all this off. Like, you know, there's, there's just no way there's, that's how I, you know, how I know 
that God has favor over my life is like, there's no way, man. Like I'm, 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 I'm not that guy. Like I'm not, you know, like there's no way that I could end up with the wife that I have and the kids that I have. And you know, the people that I'm surrounded by uh, without, without God's favor. And, and so for me, when I think about, you know, trying to explain to people what pray first, not last means there's, there's an old uh, Martin Luther quote that comes to mind. It says, and I'll, I'll probably butcher this quote. I should look it up because I use it all the time, but I never, I don't think I ever get it right, <laughs> but it says, uh, I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And so I want that to sink in for you guys, like to think about, you know, those days when things are most crazy, you know, when you're going in and you've got a to-do list that's just chock full of stuff that you you know before you even get started, man, that the day's going to be, it's going to be a day, right? Like you're going to oh, look yeah. back at the end of the day and say like, damn, man, that was rough. Oh, yeah. Trust me, man. Slow down to speed up. Spend that time to calm yourself. Spend that time to clear your head, you know, like hit the reset button. It, you know, if you, if you work out, you know, work out with no music that day or no noise in your ears, you know, go in the steam room and sit there for an extended period of time and just clear your thoughts. And, and that quiet time and that prayer that, you know, that, that you take the time to do before everything gets chaotic. I promise you, man, it's like armor when the, when the shit hits the fan, you know, and, and when, when everything is going wrong, man, and you have taken the time up front to invest that time to gain the guidance, to gain the peace, to gain, you know, the direction that you need to go, uh, you're going to be glad you did. And, and you know, for me, that's that's just been a rule that I've tried to live by is when things get hectic, man, I literally get up from this seat that I'm sitting in. I go across the office to my love sack over there. I flop down in that thing and I, I just spend some time, man, looking for guidance and, uh, you know, saying a prayer and asking God what to do, you know, how to handle things. And it, it's that be amazed at what answers you get. Dude, it's that spiritual guidance. And like you said earlier or today, it's, it's being on the offense, not the defense. We, we, we always tend to pray. Like you said, when things are going rough, when things are on, please God, you know, protect me from today you know, from this and, and watch over this person or watch over that person. Well, we should be doing that every day. You know, when we wake up out of bed, please watch over my, you know, I say that this is the first thing. This is exactly what I say every single morning. God, please watch over my family, watch over my friends, watch over my employees. Please have them be safe today. I know there's a lot of things going on in this world, but please watch over them, show them guidance, show them strength, show them mercy, show them gratitude and watching over them every single day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And, and that's just a little prayer to, 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 to people that have no idea what's going on. And it's that offensive prayer. It's that making sure you do it every single day because we as people always tend to pray in panic and pay, pay, you know, pray in, 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 in desperation. And if we do this every single day, watch out what happens. I mean, when I started praying, and I started noticing and started listening and started seeing, I started noticing things I never, never even thought I would notice in my life. And that's the word of God. And that's the path of God because he points me in the right direction. I could be driving down the road and I could be, there could be nobody, nowhere around, but their sign pops out of nowhere. And it says this, and it says, 
get off at this exit and go here. And then, then all of a sudden my gas light goes on and I get off and I pump gas. And then I talk to this person at the pump and it's just, it's just amazing. Those are the things that happen because he puts us down these roads. He puts us down these paths. He doesn't, we don't, we don't own the ship. We're, we're just here. He's driving. We just got to follow him. We got to, I always call it the wheels on the bus. You know, my, my, my daughter sings it every single day. Wheels on the bus go around and around. God's driving the bus. Are we, are we on the bus or are we off? You know? Well, I, I think too, man, it's, you know, so many times, and this is the case for a lot of high achievers, which I assume are, you know, mostly the, the people that are going to be listening to this and, you know, following along on your podcast, they're, they're listening because they want to grow. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed in high achievers is we have, we have kind of wired into us this ability to want to uh, take action, to try and control things, to try and, you know, we're going to, we're going to just do whatever we have to do to make it happen. And, and there's, don't discount that. You still got to take action, right? I like to say God likes to hit a moving target, right? You gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta be moving. Like God ain't coming to bless you, man, when you're laying in bed all day, that's not how it works. So get that clear and, and crystal clear. Uh-huh. But when you're, when you're playing this game of life, man, and you've got that supernatural guidance, like, right? Yeah. When, when, when God's for us, who's going to be against us? And, and, you know, it, it, all of those details of adversity or things that happen in our lives, like those things become so minor, you know, like you just don't look at them the same when you pray first, not last. And, and that is, uh, you know, it's something that if you can learn to live by it, man, it will serve you in ways that, you know, to your point, you start looking around your life saying like, wow, this is crazy, man. Like I ended up in this situation, meeting this person that opened this door and look at what it did for my life. And, Um, and dude, I could give you dozens of examples of when that has happened in my life you know, what I call the God whispers, you know, like, you know, something in my gut told me to go do something. And, and so I just, I just obey, man. I just yeah, I think follow I, what I, I'm I told. Think, I think I told you a story about that Myers and that, that person in Myers line when uh, he had like a, I think a hundred, he had like two things of diapers, some wipes and this and that. And he had a ton of stuff in there. And he, I paid for the, I paid for his bill because I, I, I sensed just, just, he told me to do it. The guy came up to me and he goes, I only had $150 to my name. And he goes, I don't know how I was going to pay this bill that I had coming up. And those are those little whispers that you do that he's telling you to just do it. And yeah. Do what it. kind of seed did that plant in you, man? Like that's, that's the part that people don't get. Like, yeah, you, you know, you do great for other people and, and you pay it forward. And that's all, that's part of the mission, right? Is doing, doing for others, I believe is why we're put here. But man, what that does for you internally, like whether you take the time to think about it or whether you realize it, you know, three months down the road, you walk away from that scenario saying, man, I want to do that again. Oh, you know? for sure. And I want to be able to do that whenever, you know, whenever, 
God taps me, man. I want to be able to write the check. I want to be able to pay the bill. I want to be able to, you know, help and serve people. I want to be able to solve some of the issues that are going on in our world, man, or, or at least, you know, uh, have a financial ability to impact it. You know, you can give money, you can give your time, you can give, you know, your thoughts, your plans, you can, you can donate to the cause in a multitude of ways. But when you do that, man, it becomes uh, just such an important part of your life and something that, you know, changes you forever. And, you know, that is, that is God's work, man. Well, Ed Milet said uh, at a conference, he goes, well, he's like, if I have 4 million, I can help some people. But if I had 40 million, look how many people I could help. And I think he says that and he says it truly to mean like, I'm going to make as much money as I can, because the more money I can make, the more impact I can have. And I think that's so true. And I, I think that's and I think that with the, even with our prayer, prayer group, I think it's amazing the the group that we have of guys and then the caliber of guys that watch out what this group's going to do, you know. So I got a couple more questions and I want to I want to move off this this topic, but I want to go into detail a little bit about Fort Lauderdale. Um, we had a little inner retreat. I want to I want to, I want to really hear because I, I don't know if you shared the story yet, but I really want to hear the emotions and the feelings that you had at that event and how it came together and, and, and from start to finish, because being an attendee, I've been to many, many events. I mean, we're talking, uh, I have every single lanyard in my office and it's probably about this thick hanging from my thing. And it's got 20, 30, 40, 50 lanyards. And I've been to so many events and I've never been to an event that is literally touched every single person. And also the feeling I had when I left the event, I didn't want to leave. So tell me how that impacted you from start to finish. Uh, the impact is massive, man. I mean, you know, and I told this story from the stage, but I think it's important to, to provide context to the people who weren't there that are listening. Um, I, I was on my flight down there you know, from Pittsburgh. And I went ahead, my family was at the event, my wife and kids came down, my parents were there. Uh, but on my way down, man, I was sitting in the airplane. And I don't know what made it happen, dude, I just got chills, like thinking about it. But I, I thought it took me back to, you know, 2009, man, where my life was broken, you know, and, you know, I was kind of in this place where, you know, I was drinking all the time, you know, like, you know, just out, doing doing the stuff that so many people in this world do you know just kind of in this pattern of like you know just going out having a beer wing night football every excuse that you could have to you know to have some fun and be around your friends and you know really do things that aren't aren't productive in your life and so i'd been uh i'd been divorced and i'd been you know kind of just just failed situation after failed situation professionally always doing well but personally just you know things falling apart like one one time after the next and you know failed relationship you know so divorced and then failed relationship failed relationship and i remember dude there being a time in 2009 where i i was sitting there i remember what album i was listening to i remember like you know how i was laying where i was everything and i remember thinking to myself man i got to this place where i was like man, would anybody even care if I wasn't here? You know, I'm not, I'm not really contributing to, you know, I'm, I'm doing a great job at work. I'm a top performer, but really who cares? You know, like at the end of the day, that's paying my bills and it's, you know, 
paying the bar tabs that I'm going out to. And it was probably the darkest time that I, you know, the dark, darkest moment I ever had in my life. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, how did you get to this place? And, and up until that point, man, I was like, I had this victim mentality. Like, why is this happening to me? You know, why, why, why is this happening to me? Like, why do all these people do this to me? And something in that moment, man, made me like flip a switch and say like, dude, you're the common denominator. Yeah. And so, you know, on the flight down, dude, I was like emotional. Like I was thinking like, man, I went from that to, you know, having 60 people fly from all over the country, uh, you know, to be here at this event together for something that was, you know, just an idea years ago, right? An idea, you know, to, to help other people, to share the knowledge that I've been blessed to, to be able to collect over the years. And, um, you know, walking down there, walking into that room, you know, the event was in the room where I got married. It was at the hotel where I got married. I actually stayed in the same room that my wife and I spent our wedding night in. So there was a massive amount of emotions, man, but it was that contrast of emotions of like remembering, you know, kind of remembering where you come from, you know, where, where did you come from and where, where are you now? And so to stand up there and look out into an audience. And I think the most, uh, the most impactful thing for me, or the thing that I'm most proud of is looking out into that audience and seeing a lot of people that, that I have respect for that. I, you know, am proud to call, you know, people that are part of our group. And, you know, to look at that and say, you know, and I knew what the weekend was going to do is we carefully curated like every move, right? Like how we were going to do everything, what the messaging was going to be, who was going to talk about what, what impacts were needed, um, how it was going to work. And, and for the most part, you know, there's probably a few things that didn't go exactly as planned, but for the most part, it turned out, um, it, it turned out almost exactly the way that we wanted it to. And dude, I remember standing up there thinking like, this is, it, it's like surreal, right? Like you look out there and you think to yourself, like, and the thought that kept going through my mind up there was like, and I said it is it's not about us in this room. It's about what is the ripple effect impact of what the people in this room can do. Each one teach one, right? And, and so you walk out of here, you teach somebody, they teach somebody. How quickly can you impact, you know, a million people? And in our space, man, I think what makes it the most special and, and uh, gives me the most pride in what we're doing as a group, as a top contractor school community is that this doesn't really exist in the contractor space. You know, the, the contractor space is, you know, uh, from an identity standpoint, it's a bunch of, you know, tough guys and blue collar people, and they don't talk about, you know, their emotions. You go to work and you get your stuff done and that's just how it works. And, and I really believe, man, that our group is going to change that. You know, we're going to put a different identity to this industry that, you know, it's about more than that. You know, that is, uh, that is the history of blue collar, you know, tough, gritty, all that kind of stuff. And it's important to be that, but it's also important to, uh, do for others, to share your knowledge, to, you know, do the right thing all the time. And especially when it's most uncomfortable and to live those values that, that we all live by, uh, 
that's what it's all about. And to be able to look out into that audience and to know that every person there, man, believes the same thing and lives those same values uh, and is there for the right reasons to try and impact people. When we did the interviews to, to start the inner circle, every single person in that room, man, said, you know, they obviously had things that they wanted to gain for their own business, but every single person said how much they wanted to help other people. And, you know, that that's what it's all about. And so that was a, really a culmination, man, of three years of, you know, building top contractor school and to be able to look around that room, dude, it was it was uh, surreal. So so I was on your podcast uh, several months back and, you know, you, 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 you said something about you're going to start a podcast. OK, I stood up in front of that room with 70 people and I said, I'm going to start my podcast when I get back. Hey, I couldn't lie to everybody in that room. So as soon as I got back, I started this podcast. And you, you said a quote that's just amazing. And, and I'm probably going to recycle this a million times. But it says, you know, you, you, you basically you teach you each one, teach each one, one teaches one. And I'll tell you right now, that's what the whole reason for this thing. This podcast is the power of helping people is just to impact one person per day. And you just said it, the ripple effect and the, the, the whole conference and you know, it's transitioning back to me starting this podcast for a reason. Why I told you I wanted to start a podcast. Why, when you interviewed me for the Inner Circle, about how much passion I wanted to do because I made so many mistakes as an individual, as a entrepreneur, as a boss, as a family, as a husband. I wanted to share all the failures that I had so people didn't make the same mistakes. So when each one teach one is just the most powerful, impactful quote that we need to live by. If we all did that, even in the world the way it is today, if each one teaches one, could you imagine the ripple effect we'd have in this world? Yeah, dude, I always say this, man. You know what happens if you do nothing? You have that answer. Oh, yeah. You have no idea the exponential impact when you take action. And you never know, man. If You never know. And so to everybody out there that's listening, and I've said it a couple of times during this uh, conversation here, but like, man, whatever you got inside of you, whatever God has planted in you, whatever dreams you got that you've been afraid to go after, you've been afraid to take action on, man, I can tell you what happens if you don't do it. Nothing. But if you do do it, if you take a shot, you have no idea what's going to happen. And, and that, you know, for me, you know, the podcast that I do in the morning, man, I, I shared this in Fort Lauderdale too. You know, there's been two people have reached out to me, man, that did not commit suicide as a result of listening to a podcast episode that I did in the morning. Man, I'm getting chills right now. I've heard what, this what a happens, couple times. Dude? Yeah, what happens? One of them was a father of three, man. And so what happens if that, if that guy is no longer in those kids' lives versus he is now for the rest of their lives? And how does that change people, man? And, and so what if I didn't show up that day? What if I didn't feel like it? Yeah. And I bought my own excuse and didn't show up because I didn't feel like it. And, and that's a, it's a harsh reminder to all of us, dude. Like we're put here to do something great and we're put here to make a difference. We're put here to help each other, to make an impact and to live out those things that are burning in our soul, man, that we want to do. And don't be afraid, man. The That's world pretty, ain't going to eat you if you start working on your dream. 
Like this, this brings up a good quote, and I have it on my board right in front of me. It says, "Who loses if you don't win?" You've said it a million times. I mean, who loses if you don't win? You know, if you don't get up and you don't do that podcast every day that you do, who loses? You know, dude. It, quite frankly, there's a lot of people that are in our group, man, that wouldn't be there. Yeah, there's That's a amazing. lot of people. I had no idea, man, how many of those people came through that podcast, right? I just, you know, figured they came from our industry or they caught me, you know, on some social media platform, but several that, that were surprising, right? Like, you know, people that you're like, you tuned in to Morning Perspective? Like, you know, like. I but, mean, I, I got my mom. I mean, my mom's listening to your Morning Perspective, I think, every single morning. Oh, you she's know, it's on like, every morning. I yeah. say good morning to her every morning. Yeah. Every morning. And, and you know what's cool about that is she listens to Glenn Lundy. She listens to you because she sees. Now she this, gets to listen to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get, and she'll listen to you too. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think, I think she's got three hours a day that, that is consumed with mindset and education and everything like that to make you a better person. And so, you know, I want to go into the mindset of a podcast. Okay. So on starting a podcast, because my mindset, I know what my mindset was when I started, but can you give your mindset when you started your podcast? Because you do it every day. Okay. So I'm doing it once a week. So it's, it's, it's very methodical on how I do things, but you, every single day, you're, you're putting some perspective out there. So I want, I want my listeners first and foremost to immediately go over to YouTube or Facebook or Stitcher or Spotify and immediately follow you. And the reason why I say that, and we'll put the links on everything so people can actually click on it. But the reason why is because you are amazing at every day putting perspective in people's life. And it might not, you know, sync to you, but if you share it out or if you send it to somebody that you think it's going to impact, it's also doing that ripple effect, like you said. So give me your 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 mindset, your 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 whole mentality on how you started this podcast and what was your main vision on that? Yeah, the 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 main purpose in the beginning, man, was you know, I always had this itch of like man, the way that people start their day, you know, I, I grew up, you know, going out to the kitchen, grabbing a bowl of cereal, turning on the TV and, you know, kind of doing my thing and going off to school. <laughs> and as I got older, man, I realized like, dude, turning on the news first thing in the morning is like, you know, taking a pill of poison, right? Like it's <laughs> the worst thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. And so I personally started to change the way that that, you know, I would I would do things in the morning. And so I was two weeks before I started my podcast, I was on hashtag rise and grind. One of my buddies referred me to be interviewed by Glenn. And after we were done interviewing, I was kind of sharing with Glenn, you know, some of my thoughts about it. and he's like, man, you should be doing this. Like, definitely you should do it. And I said, man, I'm going to start just like you did. So I'm going to start. And two weeks later, I launched episode one. And, uh, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, man. You know, I just <laughs> I just said, like, dude, I'm going to have at it. I'm going to see, you know, and nobody shows up man. you got like yeah. you, know, you got your family and maybe one <laughs> random person that shows up at first. And, you know, and and but I knew, man, in my soul, like, you know, people had always said to me, like, dude, you always have such a refreshing perspective. And so that's where the word came from. I was like, you know, I heard it from people a lot. 
And I, I got to a point where I was like, I do really think about things differently than most people do. I do process through things uh, in a lot more uh, emotionally balanced way, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, it, you know, you, you create your perspective by how you see things. And so I thought like, man, if I can help people start their day with a little bit better perspective on whatever challenges, you know, this morning it was like, you know, how to, how to approach problems. And, you know, for me, I, I, there was a long time in my life, man, where I thought that people, everybody kind of thought the same, you know, and I never, I never wanted to share my thoughts. Cause I thought like that was, you know, in a way like saying, if I'm telling you, well, that means I think you don't know that is like kind of the yeah. position that I took. Right. So I was like, yep. I never wanted to be like, oh man, I know this and you don't kind of person. So I was always hesitant to share. And as I started to share, people were like, wow, man, that's a really great perspective. And I was like, well, maybe a lot of people want to, you know, uh, uh, need this perspective or need this, you know, kind of connection to something in the morning that gives some balance and some uh, momentum into their life. And as I started to do it, man, like, you know, just random people would encourage me and say like, dude, that was great. And, you know, and now this morning was 391 episodes. Right. And, uh, you know, just showing up every morning and, and honestly, man, just speaking from my soul, you know, some of the, some of the best episodes I'm, I'm barely prepared if prepared at all. And it's just me speaking from experience and, and, you know, speaking whatever is in my soul and, and, you know, giving people, you know, the knowledge that I have from the heart and allowing people a better way to start their day. And that, that is, that was my purpose back then. It still is now. Uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, I, I look at things differently about how to deliver the content, how to title it. You know, I've, I've learned a lot about being, quote, a podcaster. Uh, but, you know, at, at the end of it, the mission was, man, I just want to help people start their day off a little bit more positive. And, and that's it's still the mission now. It's amazing. So, so we were talking yesterday about a book and I want to, I want to discuss our little conversation because I was telling you about how my book, I'm going to go release my book in 2020 at the end of 2022, hopefully by Christmas. But what's really cool, the way I'm going to do my book is, is I'm going to take my first 60 episodes and make a book on each individual person that was on my podcast. So What's really cool is, is I get to actually have you on my book, but we were actually talking about your book. So I want you to go into your book and all the details, because if, if we were talking yesterday, not many people know about it. And then if they do, it's, 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 it's in the works, it's going, and I'm really excited. I want to be the first person that gets a copy, signed copy, and I want to be the first person to read it because I seriously am very excited about it. But tell us a little bit about what you got going on for your book coming out here soon. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, the, the, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it, man, cause I haven't talked about it a lot. Um, and it, it really does put the pressure on me to finish it when I start talking about it. Right. So, right, right. so I appreciate that being able to put it out there. Um, uh, but you know, I think, I think a book is a, a sensible next step, right. To provide more context and more, uh, examples and more in-depth things about, you know, whatever it is that you feel passionate about. And so, to me, uh, perspective is the title of the book. And I think that, you know, perspective in my, in my world, in my mind, perspective is really the foundation that it takes to win in, in every aspect of your life, right? It doesn't matter whether it's, 
you know, as a parent, as a, as a husband or a wife, uh, in leadership within your company and sales and marketing, it takes great perspective. It takes being able to see things uh, the right way. It takes being able to see things from other people's perspectives. And my goal of the book is to give people, you know, real life examples of like how perspective impacts you, but also be able to give you a tactical way to kind of decode your own thoughts and reprogram your perspective if you have to, right? Because I think all of us have been uh, in a place where our perspective really wasn't very healthy or really wasn't very good. You know, we, again, 2009, man, I was, you know, I was a victim. Everybody was against me. And what changed? Well, the way that I looked at things changed in an instant, right? What made that happen? Well, I was able to process that for whatever reason, whatever whatever gift I was given in that moment to be able to process it. Not all of us have those people in our lives. Not all of us have that foundation uh, from being, you know, the whether it be how we were raised or the people we're surrounded by, or maybe, you know, somebody in our life was super negative. And so we have that negative perspective kind of woven into us. And so my purpose of the book is to give people you know, some of those examples of how you actually look at things and, and where do you measure up in those areas? And I'll, I'll read you, you know, a couple of the chapter titles just to give people some idea of, you know, what, what you're getting into if you read it and pick it up. You know, recognizing the victory in your failures, you know, being able to look at those things that happen for us in our life, not to us, right? And, and I'm a great example of that. You know, I just used that example, but it's, you know, being able to recognize the victory in those failures, being able to recognize the progress that's made from not getting what you want in the moment is huge, right? Um, blocking out the noise to maintain your perspective. You know, what do you really need to be involved in? You know, there's a lot of noise in this world, man, whether it be your social media feed, uh, the conversations you don't need to be involved in, the gossip, the whatever, right? And when you're able to channel all of that uh, and, and block out all the noise and channel yourself in the right path, man, you are going to have an incredible perspective that you're able to carry around with you. Um, another one is if today was your last day. You know, it's something I try to remind myself of often, not, a, not in a morbid way, but just like, man, if today was your last day, how would you feel? And I say this to my wife all the time, man, if, if today was it for me, don't, do not cry for me, man, because I lived out exactly what I wanted to do. You know, in the period of time that I got the body of work that I put out, I'm happy. You know, I wouldn't change a thing. I've been blessed in more ways than I can imagine. But what if today was your last day? How do you feel? How would you feel? Are there things that you've left on the table? And how can that shape your perspective to help you live better, help you treat people better, help you have perspective when you're facing a challenge to be able to help these people you disagree with see differently, right? Without creating an argument. Uh, and the last one, the last chapter, which is uh, was given to me by our buddy Keith Calloway. What if heaven was nothing more than a new pair of glasses? And that is, in my opinion, the definition of perspective. It's like, you know, man, Heaven really is just a new pair of glasses, man. It's, it's you know, heaven on earth is right in front of us. It's how we choose to look at things. If we choose to see the gifts or we choose to see the challenges, we have a choice. And, wow. and how you feel in this moment, man, does not determine how you feel in the next moment. You get to pick that. 
So if you're having a bad day today, you get to choose, man, whether you take that home with you to your family. You get to choose whether you stay mad at your spouse. You get to choose how you feel in the next moment. And so what I always say, man, is like choose wisely because you get one shot at this deal, right? And and it. if if you live right, once is enough. And and if you have the right perspective, if you can look at things through the right lens, man, this life is just full of gifts. And and that's how you live. You wake up happy every day. You wake up, you know, on a mission that nothing's going to knock you off course. You know, you, you as I said this morning on a podcast, you might take a detour, but the destination doesn't change, man. Where we're headed is a great place. And anybody that wants to come, man, jump on the train. I love it. So I'm going to I'm going to end with this little post drive in the background. It says, Dear God, I want to take a minute not to ask for anything from you, but simply thank you for all I have. And I just want to thank you for being a part of my life, a great friend. And it's just it's been an amazing ride the last two years. And I just want to say I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. And the last question I have for you before we, we take off is, is when is the release date for your book? Because if we don't put it out there. If we don't do anything, who knows when it'll be. So I'll tell you this, man. It, it'll be before 2022. There we go. So you heard it, guys. Before the so, end of the year, it'll be done. So so you guys, for all that you guys know, you guys know that, uh, you know, I, I put Brian's stuff out there, but I just want to let you know that he's impacted my life. So click on the button to, to, to share. Click on like if you like it. But what I would like you really personally to do, and, and I I'm telling you right now to put a lot of perspective in your life is just click on morning perspective at 8 a.m. every morning and just listen. And if you can't catch it at eight, listen to it in the next morning early or the that evening. But I'll tell you right now, it'll put some morning perspective in your life. So, Brian, thank you very much. I really appreciate you. And uh, I can't wait to have you come back on because I didn't even finish all my questions, but we're an hour and 10 in and there's going to have to be a part two here because I'm telling you right now, we could go on for days and days and, and talk about this stuff. But I'm so glad for Jay Duran last night to actually text me that because I think by far this episode is amazing and it's way better than it would have been. So I just I appreciate you and uh, thank you guys, everybody. I, I appreciate you, too, brother. Uh, the feeling is mutual. And thanks for having me, man. All right, man. Thanks, bud. We'll talk soon.